Ah, New Yorkers, the nightmare continues, honest to God. I've called this statement too cruel for school because Andrew Cuomo is just absolutely cruel in his treatment of our school systems. I wake up this morning and I hear from a friend of mine who teaches in, you know, one of the really marginalized crime-ridden communities here in upstate New York that Andrew Cuomo has announced 20% cuts in funding for our public schools. And that has translated into 450 layoffs in this school district. Okay, we're talking about a school district that is already struggling in terms of keeping kids engaged in the educational process. A school district in which these kids have been home for what will be now six months and many of them in in communities and households that have have a great deal of challenges you know either single mom households households where there's some significant addiction issues and this is not a community unlike many across our state but a 20% cut in public education is what governor cuomo announces literally a week before schools are planning to open or at least reconvene their staff and and get get things on the way to reopening. I mean, that's just sick. If you you know you can't tell me this guy didn't know that this was going to be the bomb he was going to drop. I mean, we've been in this since March, and you're going to tell me that he waits until September second and third to announce twenty percent cuts. You figure it out, guys. Figure it out, school districts. You got twenty percent less money to work with. There's all these mandates you have to abide by. I know you're shelling out tons of money to, you know, get these barriers up and create distance and jockey transportation around. And, you know, side note, I don't even know about the air treatment filters that are supposed to be installed. Is that a cost? Maybe someone can help me out and lend me some insights. Is that a cost that the school district is just supposed to absorb? Or is there a state program that's installing these at low or no cost to districts? I don't know. Big question mark there. If somebody has that information, please help me out. But talk about getting kicked in the teeth while you're down. If I were a public educator, that's exactly how I would feel right now. I mean, we, you know, a little two-week increments, we were kind of dragged along from, you know, March like 16th on, and then literally September 2nd and 3rd, he, he decides to drop this bomb. You know, and on top of that, I mean, I kind of stood in horror as I would hear, you know, different educators that are in my life talk about how their particular district, and they all hail from different districts, were just expected to submit their reopening plan, you know, by, I think it was July 31st, something. And it was like, why isn't there state guidance for each individual school district? I mean, the number of people that we employ in this state, the particular skill sets that a number of them do possess... And you're going to tell me that, you know, Governor Cuomo couldn't put together a core group of people that could have the sole job of exclusively looking at the different needs, the demographics, the sizes of each particular school district and create a reopening plan really customized to them. It, it was up to each individual school district to figure out, you know, what 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 we're going to do, wh- what exactly is expected, how are we going to achieve that, how in the world are we going to afford that within our budget. They do all that, submit it, and then boom. Oh, by the way, you're going to have 20% less resources to work with. 450 layoffs in one school district. 
If, if you can't see by now that our governor is destroying our families, our communities, and honestly, our children, you're, you're probably never going to see it. I mean, we're talking about a governor who is letting pedophiles have lesser consequences. He's signed a bail reform that takes people that do horrific crimes, commit horrific crimes against women and children, puts them right back out on the street. I mean, how many of these kids have watched their mom get smacked around since March 16th? Really, how many of them have been trapped in an apartment where they've watched drug use constantly, abuse, all kinds, all kinds of... <laughs> All kinds of stuff playing out day in and day out. And the one bright spot was going back to school. Going back to school. And now that's been yanked from them. From many of them. I mean, I guarantee. I, I find it hard to believe. And I, I might be wrong. I want to be wrong. But really, I, I bet you we're going to have districts announce. You know what? We're just not reopening. We're just not going to reopen until after the first of the year. Or, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I bet you anything that's what's going to happen here. Because really, how? When, when you get the message that 20% less to work with and you're already struggling. <laughs> you're already trying to figure out how to make this work. You've already got hundreds of Chromebooks that never made it back to the school. You know, really, where do you even begin to pull off this, you know, whole virtual learning, which, you know, is a disaster for a lot of families. For some families, it's the best thing ever. I think it's kind of funny how homeschoolers have been kind of ragged on for years. <laughs> and now all of a sudden homeschooling is like... Wow, it's a really viable option. I mean, yeah, okay. For if you're gonna do it well, and if you're a parent with multiple kids and you're willing to make that like your full-time job, yeah, it can be done well. You know, or at least several hours a day dedicated to it. Yeah, it can be done well. But I'm telling you right now, most of these kids in districts that are probably not gonna open are gonna open or are going to open with so many cuts to them that their programs are just completely gutted. Yeah, they're not served well by virtual learning. You know, and it's really the lower income kids, the kids who are disadvantaged to begin with, the minority communities especially that are crime ridden. These are the kids who their education's a disaster. Virtual learning is a joke for most of them. There might be, you know, a, a you know, an incident or two in which that's not true, but come on. Come on. Again, Governor Cuomo, you know, he, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't in any way shape or form create a state that truly embodies the concept that black lives matter because you're literally taking children from predominantly black communities and you're robbing them of education. You're robbing them of any chance to get on their feet, make some amazing advances in their lives, do better than what they've seen growing up and really be the change that's so desperately needed. You're literally robbing them of any capability to do that. I mean, I cannot, I just can't understand how, how did we get a governor who is this backwards? I mean, what's the priority here, really? He wants to empty our prisons. He's basically shutting down our schools. I mean, call it what you want, but you, you don't yank 450 staff, you know, educators out of a school district, create this level of dysfunction and say that you're not intentionally trying to tank our educational system. I mean, come on. 
We've been, we've been in this for six months just about now, people. Six months. And he waits until the 11th hour to drop this bomb. I mean, that's, that's sick. That's somebody that literally gets off on watching people squirm. That's somebody who literally has no heart for what these teachers, what these administrators, what these families have been going through for six months. And especially in recent weeks, what they've been trying to pull together to salvage a school year that has so many unknowns in it. That This is absolutely cruel. I mean, I pray to God each and every one of you see this state government for what it is. I pray to God each and every one of you start pushing back against this. Join the movement, cancelcuomo.com. I beg of you, this cannot be any clearer. Your governor is hell-bent on destroying your family, your community, your children. And I can show you all the ways that point to that. I beg you to continue to listen. I beg you to get informed. I beg you to dive into news outlets that aren't just the mainstream. Find out what's going on in our state, especially the more marginalized communities, downstate especially. Please, we have to advocate for each other. We belong to each other. I love you all. Do something amazing today. Good morning, New York. Thank you for tuning in to Downstate Abbey. I want to take some time today to talk about what I believe to be an incredibly important issue. It's something that I've watched over the past several months, really with absolute heartache for both the families involved and the individuals who are suffering day in and day out because of the policies of Governor Andrew Cuomo. Um, I've entitled this segment, The Octogenarian's Right to Choose, and I think that it's absolutely horrifying that we have people in our state who are basically being held hostage in nursing homes, unable to see family, unable to be part of their family's lives. It's absolutely cruel. And now it would be one thing if we looked at this and could honestly say, oh, this is about keeping the residents safe. Well, let me let me back you up to March of 2020, where the one thing that should have been done to keep our elderly residents safe, the one thing that should have been done to support the efforts of all of us, millions of New Yorkers who had our businesses shut down, were told to stay in our houses, had our kids' school years brought to an abrupt halt, All of these things that in the grand scheme of life, okay, you know what, we'll we'll survive this. It's heartache. It's heartache that people lost the last days and hours with loved ones who were dying in hospitals. It's, It's terrible that there are people who still haven't been able to have, you know, the memorial services that they want to for their loved ones. You know, all of that is horrible. It really is. And I mean, we, we can talk about that in another episode, just the, the, the once-in-a-lifetime events that so many people have been robbed of in our state because of the policies of Andrew Cuomo. And the policies have been completely inconsistent. It's one thing if, if you're going to say, you know, this is the way it's going to be across the board. But in typical political elitist fashion, Governor Cuomo likes to pick and choose what's going to apply to who, you know, policies that have made absolutely no sense from a scientific standpoint, absolutely no sense at all. Case in point, as I said, the one thing that Governor Cuomo should have gotten right was the treatment of our elderly and medically frail population in nursing homes. And instead, what do we get? We get a mandate 
and I will post a link to this because I was told it disappeared off the Department of Health website for a little bit. I can't confirm or deny that, but that was coming from somebody working in the field of elder care who knows how to navigate the website, saw the mandate posted there, and then a day later it was whisked away and gone. But she was smart enough to save a copy of it. So I'm going to post an actual image of, and if I can, link to a source that will provide you with the actual document that is the actual mandate that came straight from Governor Cuomo telling nursing home administrators you must admit COVID-19 positive people to your facility. Must. Mandate. Not a suggestion. Not a, hey, what can we do? Reach out to us if we can help you with testing. If you need help with placement of a COVID positive patient. Like, you know, good leadership would do that. It would be like, hey, what can we do to support you during this unprecedented time as you care for the vulnerable population of New York that we have basically shut down society to protect? That's not what happened. What happened instead, in typical thug fashion, you know, Andrew Cuomo mandates, you got somebody who's COVID-19 positive, you have to admit them to the nursing home. Now, typical example of how this guy talks out of both sides of his face, says that, mandates that, puts that to writing, you know, threatens facilities who don't abide by that. And then the other side of his face, he's saying how important it is to recognize that this is a virus, that if it gets to an elderly individual or into a facility, it can spread like wildfire. Those were his exact words. It can spread like wildfire. And then he went on to make it really personal how he wouldn't sacrifice his mother, Matilda, so he surely isn't going to sacrifice the health and safety of our elder population of New Yorkers. What an absolute crock. What a crock. For real. Unbelievable. So this guy intentionally plants COVID-19 into some of the larger capacity nursing homes in our state. And you know what happens? It spread like wildfire. Okay, that is just plain sociopathic right there. I look at that and it's like, it's very hard to not think that he just wanted the numbers to pump up. He wanted the deaths to pump up so that he could point to numbers and then ride in on the white horse in a very cavalier way and say, oh, look, the numbers are dropping. Look how high they were at the beginning. But we have worked hard to flatten the curve because we are New York strong. What a crock. Yet people who he intentionally infected with this virus by mandating that COVID-19 positive individuals be admitted to nursing homes. Why in the world would you not place a mandate out there that nursing homes test upon admission? And if someone does in fact test positive for COVID-19, they be placed in a medical facility such as, oh, I don't know, maybe a hospital where they can be treated and where they have a fighting chance of this being something they can survive, but beyond that, where they completely eliminate the possibility of this being transmitted to other more vulnerable people. I mean, he pounded it into our heads for months. We're protecting the vulnerable. It's not about your safety. It's about their safety. Really, I hope I hope at least some of you have been paying attention to this because it has 
New Yorkers fired right up, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. We've got some politicians who actually have a spine. One of them is Angelo Santa Barbara. Another one is Jim Tedesco, and they are pushing for an independent investigation as to how this was handled. I am trying to connect with people who've been affected by this issue, both on the outside as family members and both on the inside as administrators and staff in nursing homes and long-term care facilities who've watched this play out. This is terrible. Okay, create absolute havoc by spreading a virus that you know, you know, just like the common flu. If you knew somebody had the flu, they would be quarantined, okay? They, they wouldn't. So when we have a new strain of it that the world is literally shutting down for, why in the name of all things sacred would you, Andrew Cuomo, mandate that that be planted in nursing homes? Sociopathic sociopathic pathogen to society somebody who does something like that is a pathogen to society that is disgusting and then on top of it okay we have the people the elderly population that gets sick okay with this virus that you know he knew full well they didn't have the capability to fight off and then they're isolated okay so now their family members you know, can't even see them in their last days and last hours. Okay, if my mom was in a facility like that, for starters, I I would want her in the care of a hospital where, again, she's not going to be a threat to anyone else. You know, you think about staff members potentially being able to carry it patient to patient. And let's talk about that momentarily, how Governor Cuomo placed the blame on the essential workers in these facilities instead of taking the blame himself like a man. Okay, but really, if my mother were in a nursing home and had contracted COVID-19, you know, God forbid, I would want the option. I don't care if I had to put on a hazmat suit. I would want the option to be able to be there with her. Be there with her. I don't care if I had to hold her hand with a gloved hand. I don't care. I would want my mother to be able to hear my voice, know I was there, be there in her last days, last hours. Andrew Cuomo robbed families of that dignity. Andrew Cuomo intentionally infected these people with a virus that he knew they wouldn't be able to fight off to pump up the numbers to make it look like he was the hero when the numbers naturally dropped, as did the bodies of these poor elderly people who he knowingly infected. And families were robbed of the dignity of being able to be there with their loved ones in their last days and last hours. If that doesn't tick you off, you might want to put your hand on your heart and see whether or not you've got a pulse because that is outright disgusting and outrageous outrageous now fast forward here we are september 2020 you want to know what's still going on the elderly population is still being held hostage by andrew cuomo okay first of all back in the summer like i said he had a press conference and he was called out okay and whatever reporter asked him this i'm sure wasn't allowed back into the press conference again because apparently that's how how andrew cuomo rolls you ask him tough questions and pin him in a corner you're not gonna you're not gonna get your press pass for his press conferences again so he was asked you know why like really why what's up with this mandate like why and you know talk and the question was more you know what do you have to say about the large number of deaths in nursing homes that you know people are saying is linked to your mandate that people who are COVID-19 positive be admitted and what does he do typical Andrew Cuomo fashion he pins the blame on essential workers. He says, oh, you know, it was the staff in the nursing homes that brought the virus in and infected the elderly. Are you kidding me? These are the people busting their 
butts, okay, working overtime. A lot of them had kids at home at that point. They're trying to arrange childcare, try to create some semblance of cohesiveness with this whole virtual learning, online thing, showing up, taking care of their patients, recognizing that, you know, they're, they're working in a facility that has been completely under attack by the governor. Most of these staffers were aware of this mandate and knew that it was as backward and as dysfunctional as it could possibly get. And they worked in it. And they and many of them knew that, you know, they were they were getting run down. They were tired. They were exhausted. They cared for these people. And in many cases, they were the people that were there holding the hand and allowing their voice to be the last voice on earth that these elderly people heard before they were ushered into eternity. And Governor Cuomo is going to blame them. He's going to blame them. What a slap in the face to our essential workers. What a slap in the face to the people that perform some of the most menial tasks in a way that is absolutely sacred because they're serving human beings in their time of greatest need. What a disgusting slap in the face that was, Andrew Cuomo. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Both, you, know, you and Zucker should be ashamed of yourselves for what you've done and the way that you have treated our essential health care workers. Honest to God, like I, I just can't. It makes me absolutely sick. Absolutely sick. So again, fast forward, September 2020, we still have elderly populations who cannot visit with their families. If one person in a facility tests positive, this is what I'm being told, and this is what I want to talk to people from the outside and the inside on. If one person tests positive in the facility, whether it's a staffer, whether it's a resident, the whole place has to shut down for two weeks. Now explain to me how that makes sense. Okay. Especially if you have elderly population, like the octogenarian or even the centigenarian woman who should still have the right to choose what she does with her own body, whether or not she wants to have visitors come see her in, you know, what could be her last months, her last days, her last years, whatever. Why would you rob people of the dignity of making that choice? You know, life is pretty dangerous. If you make it to age 80, 90, 100, you know what? You're, you're, you're kind of a badass in my opinion. I mean, you have survived you've survived a lot. I mean, some of these people have buried, you know, their spouses, multiple spouses have buried their children. Some of them fought for our country, you know, ran businesses that provided the financial framework and support for the communities that we live in. Some of them were nurses themselves. You know, it's like, really, you're going to rob them of the choice Rob them of the choice of seeing their family, knowing that, you know what, there's a minuscule chance that somebody could bring, you know, a COVID virus family germ into the, you know, into the facility. It might be COVID-19. It might be a different COVID virus. Like, they should be allowed to make that choice. They should be allowed to make that choice. And families, families are totally willing to be like, you know what, test me. I don't care. You know, let me get tested just so I can see my, my mom, my dad. Let me be tested so I can prove to you like I don't have it and I can see them. But beyond that, if they're asymptomatic and they want to visit, why not provide opportunity for that to happen? Really, why not do that? Why not do it in a way that's safe, you know, maybe socially distanced? There's ways to make it happen. And beyond that, it should be the choice of the residents how they want this to be handled. 
It should be their choice to choose what they do with their body, whether they put their body in contact with someone from the outside world, whether it's worth it to them to have a hug that they haven't had in months from the people in their lives that they love the most. And and if they're willing to temper that choice with the knowledge of, you know what, I, I might come in contact with a virus. I might come in contact with a virus with, you know, almost 100% survival rate, 99 point whatever. You know, let them make that choice. I mean, what we're seeing is people who are deteriorating with failure to thrive because they're isolated. This is absolutely cruel. It's absolutely cruel. I mean, for the families, for the individuals locked in these facilities, my God, bring us some relief, God Almighty. This is unbelievable. This is absolutely unbelievable. You know, and if you have an understanding of the human immune system, you know what depression, you know what despondency, you know what lack of touch does on a physiological level to a body. You know, imagine what that does you know, to the mental health of an individual. I mean, don't tell me people can't will themselves to death because I've seen it. They can. I mean, if, if you really, you have this glimmer of hope, you're going to be able to see your family and then it's another boom, two week lockdown. You know how long two weeks feels to somebody who's in a nursing home? Two weeks, day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out. I mean, come on, you mean to tell me we can't come up with a better system to ensure that these elderly residents of our state have the ability to be empowered and make their own choice? I'm disgusted. I'm absolutely disgusted. I see people in my life who have loved ones in nursing homes, and time and again, it's like, well, another two weeks, can't see my mom because somebody tested positive. Now, let me just throw this little, you know, tidbit in there. I have talked to people and I'd love to hear from anyone who's had this similar experience. I've talked to people who have really suspected the accuracy of some of this testing. One facility in particular decided to send test swabs that had not swabbed anything. They hadn't swabbed the dangly thing in the back of the throat, the uvula. Somebody needs to let Cardi B know that's the name of that thing. Okay, just FYI, Cardi, uvula, U-V-U-L-A. And decided, you know what, we're going to send unused test swabs to the lab. You know, just just for giggles, we're going to see. You want to know what happened? Positive test results, every single one of them. Swabs that were unused, that were taken out of package with hands that were gloved, placed in the container, the receptacle to go back to the lab, the sleeve, whatever, whatever the case was in that particular case, sent to the lab, they got positive for COVID-19 results from every one of those swabs. Now, okay, you know what? Some of you are going to be like, ah, that's nonsense. Is it? Is it? Why would anybody lie about that, really? When you're a facility and you're shelling out tens of thousands of dollars, one facility I talked to said it cost them 90 grand in one month to do the mandatory testing that Cuomo decided when he blamed essential workers for the nursing homicides that he, he was a direct cause of. He was like, oh, by the way, nursing homes, you're going to have to test every single staffer twice a week. 
Do you think there was any state funding for that? Do you think there was any program in place for at least like low cost, fast return testing? No. And when he was asked again in a press conference, like it's just hilarious to me when he gets asked a question that he doesn't want to answer or he gets nailed to the wall because he knows he's wrong, that it's just hilarious to watch the body language. It's I, I love it. I can't get enough of it. Actually, I can. It kind of nauseates me. But a reporter asked, you know, are, are you providing the testing for these facilities? Like, how are they supposed to do that? And he was like, yes, we're providing the test kits. Next question. Oh, well, that's helped. Th- thank you, Governor Cuomo, for providing the test kits, you know, the swabs. That That's incredibly helpful. I mean, really, this, we're not talking about the swabs. We're talking about the processing of the test. We're talking about, you know, that thing come on, man, that it costs tens of thousands of dollars for every facility to pull off every month. That thing. No, no, no. There was no help for that. There there was no help for that. Unbelievable. So basically, blame the essential workers that are busting their butts to take care of our elderly population. Take administration of these facilities and, and just make them squirm even more by how in the world do you even come up with that kind of money every month to do the mandatory testing. Okay, and do it after you've killed off thousands of really New York's, you know, precious, precious elderly population. That's leadership? That's disgusting. And again, that's the only word that seems to really fit it is sociopathic. It really is. I mean, we're talking about a governor who has at his disposal, you know, I don't know how useful Zucker is, honestly. I mean, I, I, I don't know. But he has people at his disposal and it has the ability to reach out to people who are experts who look at the science the science because we're so big on science did we look at the science of epidemics did we look at epidemiology andrew cuomo and did you ask epidemiologists hey What would happen if I told nursing homes they have to take people who are COVID-19 positive and have to admit them? Because, you know, as he said, that you don't get to pick and choose. You don't get to pick and choose who you who you admit, who you treat like those. That's almost verbatim what he said. What do you think those epidemiologists whose thought process is based in science would have told Andrew Cuomo? They probably would have said, yeah, bad idea. You don't you don't want to take somebody who tests positive for a novel virus that the world is shutting down over and make it mandatory for them to be put in a long-term care facility, nursing home with other vulnerable people. I'd be willing to bet that's probably what they would have told him. So I'm not really sure why Andrew Cuomo decided to, you know, sketch out on science in that moment, but that that was the one thing he should have gotten right. And keep in mind, he did this while your business was shut down. He did this while your kid's senior year came to an abrupt halt. He did this when you had to make the calls and, and cancel your daughter's wedding. He did this when you weren't able to go spend, you know, last hours with your loved ones in the hospitals. And it, it could be totally COVID-19 unrelated passings. You know, people were robbed of the ability to be with loved ones who were actively passing, you know, prior to or during COVID-19. I mean, really, when you look at what people were re- willing to sacrifice, and that's what I love about this state. That's what I love about the people. We were willing to lay it all on the line to protect the most vulnerable. People did it. The people who didn't even believe really what was going on was what we were being told was going on still, still laid it on the line. 
You know, you got people that have cashed out retirement funds because they can't survive financially. You got people who are, you know, bankrupting their future financially. And it's not just about money, it's about survival. It's about life experience completely morphing when you don't have the financial resources to meet demands or to meet commitments that you've made. New Yorkers, you were willing to lay on the line to protect the most vulnerable. Okay, we were an army of millions of people who were compassionate and tough. We put the mask on. We kept the kids home. We we sucked it up. We closed the doors of businesses that we have poured years, blood, sweat, and tears into because we care about the vulnerable populations of our state. And what did Andrew Cuomo do? He betrayed us yet again. He sold us out yet again. He did the very thing that made absolutely no sense. You talk to anybody in the field of epidemiology, you talk to anybody in the field of geriatrics, and they'll tell you what he did was completely contrary to logic. It was completely contrary to science. It was completely contrary to human decency. So as far as I'm concerned, Andrew Cuomo, I hope to God Tedesco and Santa Barbara do not give up until you answer to an independent investigation as to what you did to our New Yorkers. Because we belong to each other, you brought harm to them, and you have caused irreparable damage to these families who have to go the rest of their lives knowing they never had a chance to say goodbye, and they should have. They never had a chance to have those last conversations with their loved ones, and they should have. And you, you are the one that made that happen. So good luck trying to blame anybody else for this. Blame Trump, his policy. Are you kidding me? I mean... Come on, like aside from party politics at all, how do you blame the federal government for a statewide mandate that you put into effect? We live within federalism, states' rights, you know, where you as the governor of your state get to craft legislation and say yay or nay to legislation that makes sense for your particular state. And you're going to point your finger at, at, at Washington Come on, get real. Honestly, get real. And don't tell me we didn't have space to care for the elderly population, those who did test positive. And we'll never, well, I don't know, I hope I hope we have a way to somehow know the real numbers of how many people, if they had been isolated from the facility that they were being admitted to, you know, could have been treated, could have self-resolved, you know, perhaps some would have passed in, in the care of a hospital facility. We don't really know. But what what you did, Andrew Cuomo, is you literally dropped a bomb off in, in these facilities, in my opinion, with the intention of having it go like wildfire, like you said it would, and mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Thousands of elderly people past. And and what bothers me more, I mean, I know death is coming for all of us. We're not getting out of this journey of life alive. And I think most people, when they're at that point in a nursing home, they're pretty aware that, you know, they've got more years behind them than ahead of them. But my point is, why in the world would we rob them of the dignity of passing and having access to the people that love them, the people that they poured their lives into, the people that they love the most, it it's beyond cruel. I mean, I could just cry thinking about it. I honestly could. I could just cry for these families. Who's advocating for these families? Who? 
Really, who is advocating for these families, especially the ones who are still going through the hell of not being able to see loved ones, knowing that their parents are deteriorating, their loved ones are deteriorating. And, you know, it's not even necessarily parents. You have people who, you know, their brothers, their sisters are in long t- long-term care facilities, their children. You know, you have horrible health issues, horrible injuries that happen to people that render them unable to care for themselves. They have to be in long-term care facilities. Imagine not being able to see your kid for months and months and months and months. And like I said, you don't care if you had to put on a hazmat suit. Like, let me see my kid. I would walk through fire to get to my kid. I will put on a hazmat suit. You can swab the back of my throat like I don't care. But what he's done is totally taken away the ability for these families to be with their loved ones. And that is absolutely cruel. Absolutely cruel, Andrew Cuomo. You should be ashamed of yourself. Matilda should be ashamed of you for treating her peers, her people, her people in her same age group the way that you have. I am disgusted. I'm ticked off. And so help me God, I'm going to get answers and, and give people a voice on any level I can. You know, I'm one person. I'm talking into my cell phone in my driveway right now for crying out loud. But I'm not, I'm not giving up on this because this is not right. This is so profoundly wrong to do to the people of our states. Honest to God, some of these people, and it does, I don't care, you know, finance, financial, you know, identity, socioeconomic status, it means nothing to me. Because you know what, at the end of the day, whether we, you know, amass millions in a bank account or, you know, have a few hundred, at the end of the day, most of us end up paying somebody, to, you know, to feed us, you know, to wipe our knees and to get us to the bathroom in time and, and shower us a few times a week. You know what, That that's the real deal. I don't care, you know, how much money, you know, you might have to spend down tons of money to get to the point where you can be admitted into a nursing home or you might spend your life fortune on being cared for in the last years of your life. That's the reality. But for, I mean, people are, you know, in many cases, people are spending their life savings on being cared for in nursing homes and they're going to be robbed of the ability to see their families. For people who are on public assistance in nursing homes, it's no different. You know, their their dignity, their worth, their rights don't in any way are reduced because they're not paying out of pocket for their care. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is we, the people of the state, are either paying for the care of our elderly population or people are personally paying for the care of themselves. Give them the dignity of making their own choice for crying out loud give them the dignity of that you know meanwhile we're watching crimes targeting elderly people happening all around our state especially downstate i mean i watched a video the other day of this poor little lady in a brooklyn post office and this guy in a mask with sunglasses on have we identified him yet i'm pretty sure we haven't because he has on you know a mask and sunglasses like even just the mask like good luck identifying this guy yeah i feel safe don't you feel safe with everyone you know with a gator pulled up around their eyelids practically yeah i, I feel super safe thank you andrew cuomo especially with the you know prisons being emptied and this whole bail reform thing yeah i feel super super safe right now thank you for that so this lady goes into a post office and it shows you know whole survey surveillance footage you know she's standing there waiting I guess there's an elevator in this particular post office waiting by an elevator and this guy you know he walks near her 
and then he he kind of makes makes an an obvious choice to walk back toward where she is waiting by the elevator and next thing you know you see her poor little head getting whipped around because he's got his hand around a necklace on her neck and he's just whipping her neck back and forth until the necklace breaks off and out the door he goes wow yeah, that that that's great. We we get to watch, you know, our elderly people get get the crap smacked out of them on city streets by perps that should be behind bars, but we're let out because of bail reform, or we're let out out with this whole COVID nineteen jailbreak because God forbid, God forbid, Andrew Cuomo set up facility to treat our inmates if they got sick. No, instead, what Andrew Cuomo does is he directs that. Well, if you're within a certain age bracket, 55 or older, or if you have any of the following conditions, hypertension, diabetes, type 2 diabetes, you get released from prison. Yeah, no, that's not a joke. I hope you heard that loud and clear. He is dumping inmates from prison out into the streets simply because they fall into certain age and certain health risk categories. <laughs> okay? You want to know what else is happening? And this is going to be another day, but it ties directly into elder abuse because you're seeing the elderly population be abused, not only by his policies within nursing homes and facilities, but also out on the street for those who are trying to live independently. You're seeing these people get pushed on a sidewalks smacked around necklace ripped off and you know horrible stuff happening and and we're supposed to feel safe with this guy as a governor we're supposed to feel safe it's almost like he cares more about the inmates than he does about the general population forgive me for if i'm wrong but i mean he's he's actually taking dangerous predators including convicted child rapists and uh he's using taxpayer money to put these perps up in hotels Now, explain to me why New York State prison system can't continue to provide the food and lodging for for these people. Explain to me why, 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 why are we putting criminals in hotels? We're taking them out of prisons. We're putting them in hotels. I mean, Monroe County, this was back in either March or April. I'm trying to remember. They let out like 50 inmates and like a whole mess of them were sex offenders and three of them were convicted level three sex offenders. And you want to know where, where, you know, Governor Cuomo directed those guys be taken to, to the Holiday Inn. I believe it's Greece, New York. And uh, the article read that, you know, <laughs> authorities told the staff at the Holiday Inn, you know, keep an eye on these guys. If it looks like they, you know, go anywhere, you know, just give us a call. And the thing was, like, the authorities in that area, I, I believe it was the sheriff in that area, the sheriff in that county, he did a press conference and he was like, you know what, Andrew Cuomo, you didn't even give us the heads up. You were doing this. We just got this like announcement from Department of Corrections under a directive from Andrew Cuomo. You got to let these guys out. You got to let them out because they're above age 55 or they have one or more of the following conditions. Hypertension, type 2 diabetes, heart disease. I mean, this is a joke, people. And if you're not aware of this already, look into it. I'm not lying. I don't have a lot of time to waste in my life. And I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't be sitting in my car talking into my phone with the last 10 minutes I have before my workday starts if it wasn't this important. All right. I've got better things to do. 
This is unbelievable what is going on in our state. It's absolutely unbelievable. Andrew Cuomo, what you are doing to the people of this state, you're a sellout, you're a fraud, and so help me God, I will do everything I can to make sure everybody in this state and on a national platform knows it. You have no business being in charge of any public policy. You have absolutely no business being Secretary of State of our great nation. God help us all. If you take this kind of recklessness and your horrible policies on a national level and the, the global community is, is going to be impacted by what you do. Oh, God, help us. Seriously. Seriously, people, I, I am begging you get involved. I'm begging you. I mean, I am one person. I, I, I don't have financial means. I'm not well connected politically. I'm a nobody. But I'll, I will be damned. And I mean damned. I'll be damned by my own conscience. I'll be, da- I'll be damned by the, the God who created me and placed the conscience within me. Every day of my life, I will be damned by my conscience if I do not speak up against this. This is so egregiously wrong. It's something that you know you can't even make this up. Like this is so off the rails wrong. You know, if if you're an 80, 90, 100 plus year old person, you know what? You should be able to call some of the shots in your life for crying out loud. Let these people see their families. Come up with a better policy than just isolating people. And if, you know, somebody who works in, in, you know, housekeeping part-time tests positive with a test that may or may not be accurate, shut the whole place down. Like, no. If, if Let people sign waivers. Let families sign waivers. You know what? We know the risks associated with visits. We accept responsibility. We release such and such facility of any liability in connection with our loved one contracting or meeting their demise because of COVID-19. Signed, dated, done. Let people make their own choices for crying out loud. Andrew Cuomo is a control freak. He wants to make every choice for every one of us from our four-year-olds who probably aren't even going to be able to go to preschool to our 94-year-olds who can't even see their families because of his policies. Wake up, New York. This guy is not that into you. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about your family. He sure as heck doesn't care about your children. Wake up. CancelCuomo.com. Downstate Abbey on Facebook. Find me. Join the movement. Do something amazing today. I love you all. Take care. God bless.